Welcome to ContenderCast, a global leadership and consumer industries entrepreneurship podcast centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now, here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. It's Justin Hahnemann on the ContenderCast for shining a light on bright ideas. Today, you guys are going to absolutely love this service that I've discovered. I can't even wait to introduce you to Telinga, which is an unbelievable gift and I mean, product slash service, you guys are going to love it. Um, I, I Again, I didn't know anything about it until Alex and his team reached out. And um, on the podcast today, Alex Krakowski, um, he is the founder and leader of Talinga. Hey, Alex, it's so great to have you on the podcast. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. What an intro. It's going to be very hard. <laughs> To live up Dude. to that awesome intro, I'll, I'll try my absolute best. Dude, it, this is so cool. I mean, if you guys have not checked out Telinga, it's tell t e l l i n g a dot com. Um, I I'm just telling you, you're gonna want to check it out, and then you're gonna want to order. And and I'm gonna unpack that story for you in just a second. It's something I've never seen before. But here's what I think is really cool about it. For those of you that like pictures and stories like you've had a really cool experience with someone or you've traveled an amazing space and then having someone like document it for you in a very creative way it to me that's kind of like the way i would some summarize what alex and his team have done and we're going to unpack all of that so um i don't want to jump too far ahead but alex let's just start with your background how did you get into the entrepreneurship space like what got you into the startup world and and share with our audience kind of your background so I'm originally from Houston, Texas, and as far as what got me into entrepreneurship, I just feel like that, you know, as I got older and more mature and as I went and, and got my undergraduate degree and then got my first job after after school, then my second job and pretty much uh, over time, every bone in my body was pretty much telling me, start your own business, start your own business. And I think that for your listeners right now, that hear that, um, just know it's really hard to describe how exactly it is or what, what is causing me to want to be an entrepreneur, what has caused me to be an entrepreneur. And I just feel like that over time, 33 years old right now, ever since a pretty much high school to, to undergrad at college, I just, something just told me, hey, do it yourself. It'll be a lot of fun to watch your baby grow. Don't don't necessarily work for someone else. Work work for yourself and, and leave something behind and create something cool that, that people will enjoy, that you will enjoy, and you essentially get to watch your baby grow over time. And uh, I can't just point to one specific occurrence and, and where that happened, when it happened, but it's just through the ages. And I just feel like it'd always be cool to be an entrepreneur. So more specifically to that, um, I went back to school uh, roughly three years ago uh, at Rice University. And I got my MBA there. And, and one of the reasons why I decided on Rice is because they have a really strong entrepreneurship program. And um, I wanted to go back and, and get the necessary education and, and skills to, um, you know, to start start running my own business. And uh, they, they, they definitely helped me push. Uh, they, help, they definitely pushed me in the right direction. That's awesome. For those who don't know, Alex, uh, undergrad from Texas Tech in economics and marketing, which is an awesome school, and then Rice MBA. Um, and then you got into sales at, at Glazers, which is amazing, Shire. Um, so you were in the sales space. And until, I guess, a couple years ago, like, kind of what was the burning platform that said to you, was it a side hustle or was it like, I'm going to go do this to start Talinga? 
Well, so as I mentioned, um, I went back to school to become an entrepreneur, right? And uh, to me, like I had a full-time job at the time, and then I had the Rice MBA uh, course load on top of that. So I was, I just already had like zero time. My, my girlfriend absolutely hated me because I just didn't really have enough time for anyone else in my life. Right. So, but, but at the same time, you know, it's weird. It's kind of a conundrum because I went back to school to start a business. So, um, I, I really feel like that, uh, you know, I wanted to start a business that was so simple, kind of a caveman could do it right. That, that I could start a business and, and, and accelerate it as much as possible while still having a full-time job and being back in school. Right. And so, but taking a step back from there, I've always been like a huge fan of, of snail mail. Um, and I used to write letters to my grandma growing up and where that came from is, uh, my English teacher in seventh grade said that she used to write letters to her mom, uh, while, while she was growing up, totally. and it was always fun to receive something in the mail. And that, that struck a chord with me early on. And I thought that was really cool hearing that in seventh grade from my, from my teacher. So I started writing letters to my grandma back and forth, which we went back and forth uh, a, a few times for sure. And then um, fast forwarding to college, I used to write letters uh, to, to people that lived in various states that whenever they moved off to college, because we all moved off, obviously, different states and countries for college. So it was always fun to kind of keep up with them uh, via snail mail. So always a big fan. Um, and then fast forwarding from there, uh, 29 years old up at campus, maybe 1am on a, on a Wednesday morning, studying for an accounting exam and, and just, just like so tired of life. And, um, you know, I, I with a full-time job, like I said, and, and the course, I didn't really have a, a lot of time to see my family and friends anymore. So to take a little sure. break from studying, I, I, I drew little sketches of, of funny occurrences, uh, from, from my past. And one of those occurrences, my mom used to, um, <laughs> this is gonna Here be hard go. to follow. I love it. Yeah, my mom. My mom. Uh, she'll she'll love listening to this podcast afterwards. And uh, this isn't <laughs> the first great. time I've done a podcast. <laughs> I've told my story, and she always enjoys hearing it. But my mom uh, brought my brother and I to go see the Star Wars movie, uh, Phantom Menace, growing oh, up. Yes. Whenever we almost. 10, 11 years old or so. And um, Queen Amidala, yes. uh, which is Natalie yes. Portman in the movie. I remember. Um, uh, yeah. And so uh, my brother and I absolutely loved Star Wars. And so my mom, seeing that movie with us, she thought that she would be really clever and a cool mom to say that, you know, she was Queen Mamadala, you know, <laughs> so she took Queen Amidala and then said, hey, you know, you guys, like whenever she told us to do chores and stuff, whenever we had to do our homework, whatever it is that she was trying to get us to do, she's like, now you listen to me, I'm Queen Mamadala, you know, and she thought that she was so clever. And it was very clever the first, like, five or six times we heard it, but uh, 20, 20 and 25 times in doesn't uh, get as it's cool. It's not as cool after anymore. that. Right. Yeah, it gets a little old after that. So I, I drew a little picture kind of reminiscing uh, that moment from our past. And the other one is whenever um, my brother and I and family – we were up in Wisconsin at the Kansas City Chiefs training camp. We were big football fans growing sure. up, and we were at the training camp um, uh, visiting family at the time. And uh, Tony Gonzalez, one of our favorite players, who's a tight end for the Chiefs at the time, came out. And my brother must have been 16, 17 years old at the time. I'm, I'm 13, 14. Uh, he yells out to Tony Gonzalez, Tony, 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 would you please sign my autograph? I've come all the way from Houston uh, for you to sign my ball. Please, please, please. And what's funny about this is that he turned his 16, 17-year-old. I mean, he must be shaving at this time. You know, he's about to go off to college <laughs> nice. like a year later. But he, he turns into like this eight-year-old kid all of a sudden. And he's like begging Tony Gonzalez. And it's one of those had-to-be-there type stories. But to hear him be, you know, him being 16, 17 years old sound like a seven or eight-year-old again, it, it was hilarious. And it's kind of a running joke 
joke my family and definitely one of those had to be their moments but it was just so (laughs) strange to hear that and it blew me away to see my brother sound and act like that and so we all kind of he was a kid uh, gave him a hard time gave him a hard time after afterwards about that and and for for uh pretty much the years to, to come after that. And so I drew a little uh, sketch reminiscing that period from our past. And then I sent it off to my mom and my brother, and then they received it in the mail. They thought it was really cool. I mentioned to someone at Rice, one of my one of my colleagues, what I what I did. And and that um, that friend told me, hey, you should maybe start a business out of this. And voila, that is the birth of Talinga. And Talinga stands for telling a as in telling a story. Oh, I was going to ask you that. Personalized, I was going to ask you yeah, that. Yeah, we create personalized greeting cards that, that tell your unique story. That is so cool. I love the story. And I always love to hear like the the story behind the brand, if you want to call it that. Um, okay, so you have this idea and you've got some cool stories and you, you, you think this could be something... What was the first step to bringing it to beyond just, you know, you sketching a couple of things that's kind of neat to creating almost a business around this? Yeah. So uh, I just thought, you know, I'll just find some artists at right. a, a local art club at Rice University <laughs> or or University of Houston. I'll throw together a website and over the course of a weekend, I'll be a millionaire. You know, right. it's just that Perfect. easy. That's it's how like, it works, right? Oh, you know, this makes total sense. It's going to be easy, right? <laughs> totally. So um, I went into it in an extremely naive way and, and just just so foolish. And I look back and like, I think to myself, you know, if I knew back then what I know now, I don't know if I ever would have started Talinga with the amount of work that I put into it, right? And I think it's just so super important to go into it that foolish and, and to go into it um, with that naive mindset because I feel like that a lot of folks, if they if they are uh, extremely educated and in, in have knowledge around what they're about to endure, that they wouldn't start it at all. And I I feel like that um, for the entrepreneurs that are listening right now that have gone through what I call like the suck in in the early days of starting a company, they will completely uh, agree with me on that. So to me, I really didn't know exactly where uh, I, I needed to start. I just, I just thought, Oh, I'll, I'll put together a website and I'll figure it out as I go. I'll watch a bunch of YouTube videos, read a bunch of stuff online on how to put together a website. It'll be easy. And then, um, I started reaching out to artists at, uh, different clubs and I really wanted to just get some bare bones, general outline of, of a process and product together and, and then launch as early as possible and then just start testing and testing and testing and improving, 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 upgrading uh, as much as possible as I went by. So it, it, it's hard for me to truly answer that question. Um, but just now I kind of started in two core places, website and artists, and then I went from there. So it's interesting you say you wanted to start and get something out there as quickly as possible. That's not something that every entrepreneur says, right? Some people more conservative. I need to develop longer, longer to make sure, make sure, and then launch versus get something out there, test, learn, and and tweak. What did you find from that experience? Yeah, so I launched and um, I wanted to keep the prices extremely low. I almost wanted to give it away, and right, with the prices extremely low, I feel I feel like yeah, I feel like that I can make mistakes and, and the customers would forgive me because they were paying next to nothing for the product. So we were making and and occasionally we still make some mistakes and we still improve upon them, just like every every business, right? But the amount of mistakes that we made early on was crazy. And so whether I was giving it away or charging a very low price, uh, what I learned is that customers are extremely forgiving whenever you do charge those extremely low prices because I look at the process and and where the company is right now versus where it started. And it's just in two completely different places. And I hope that a year from now, I can say the exact same thing what I'm saying right now. 
That's pretty amazing. So, okay, share with our audience how it works. Like, give us the how-to of Talinga. Sure. So, um, this is uh, purchased as a gift, but it also acts as a kind of like a letter, a greeting card, a, a personalized book, and, and also like a postcard. So, it's kind of a, a mashup of, of a bunch of different stuff, right? Um, so, what someone does, they go on to Talinga.com and they select Start Your Story. And then from there, they get to choose a certain story length. There's four different story or product lengths. So we have four different products, right? There's a one-day story, which is just one hand-drawn illustration sent out one time. A one-week story, which is three hand-drawn illustrations sent out every other day over the course of a week. We have a two-week story, which is six hand-drawn illustrations sent out every other day over two weeks. And a one-month story, which is 12 hand-drawn illustrations sent out every other day every other day for one month, right? So you choose a certain story length. And then from there, you provide a description. And usually, we tell a bunch of love stories. Like the amount of Bumble and Tinder stories that we've told <laughs> is, is, is crazy. And, and, and our... our, our I, whenever I first launched, I didn't know who exactly the customer would be, but right. we are telling a whole bunch of love stories. So someone would uh, provide a description, say, my wife and I met in college at a crazy party. <laughs> um, then I took her out to an Italian restaurant, Gino's. And then our first kiss was at a Halloween party the next weekend. And then we fell in love and then we moved to New York and then we had kids and had a dog and yada, yada, lived happily ever after. Right. And then that person would then upload a story of like him and his wife and his dog and his and kids, photos, you know, whoever, right? whoever he puts in there, right? It's the characters, part of the description of the story. He uploads those and then he hits submit. And from there, it gets sent off to a team of about 20 to 25 contracted uh, professional artists at Talinga. They receive uh, the photos. They receive obviously the story length to work from and then the description. And then they begin snail mailing that uh, that story out every other day for that period of time. So to that's recap, so cool. let's say I chose let's say I chose one month story. That's that's twelve hand drawn illustrations sent out every other day or one month. I provided that love story with with perhaps my wife in it. Right, we sure. met in college, first date, yada yada. Upload the photos. The, the artist gets all of that, and then they begin working on five by seven uh, size, like the size of a greeting card, postcards. And then they illustrate out on those postcards and they send out uh, a card every other day for that one month that tells that story. The best way to think about it is if you were to take a highly personalized storybook sure. and you were to rip out all the pages of that storybook and yep. snail mail them out every other day for that period of time, then, then that's the best way to think about it. And it's really based off three different pillars. Number one, I mean, it's really to tap back into the tangible, physical and old school uh, way of life and the, the nostalgia, right? That That's uh we've all kind of forgotten right and, and to kind of get back to the mailbox um because everybody has a mailbox but people don't often look forward to checking it because uh it's filled with junk mail and bills <laughs> or, that, or that political, and political documents everything. <laughs> what's that or political sales slips <laughs> and, and, it, and it's so annoying right I and know. um <laughs> And every, everything these days, too, is so digitized and electronic, totally. you know, social media, email, right? I mean, but when we're you get talking a handwritten note, right now. When you get a handwritten note, or some, when you get a handwritten note or something unique, it's, it's amazing. It's, it almost makes your day, you know? 
To, yeah, totally. And, and, and the world is kind of moving in one general kind of tech direction, whereas we're Talinga is moving in the opposite direction and trying to get people to kind of tap back in that tangible, physical, old school, nostalgic way of life. Right. So it's really based off that number one and two other pillars. Number two is is to create a better greeting card and to innovate around the space. Right. Because greeting cards, as we all know, for lack of a better word, truly suck. Right. And, and to make something better and not just make a better not just make a better greeting card uh, one for one. And, and just like create a better greeting card and what a greeting card is currently, but to take the greeting card and turn it into an experience that you receive not just once, but over a period of time, right? And that, you know, whenever, whenever customers come home at the end of the day, they're receiving another part of that story. And, and, and really the idea behind it is like, you know, I was a huge fan of game of Thrones. Right. And so it was on HBO and every single Sunday, I look forward to, to like watching game of Thrones on HBO. Right. And, and the next Sunday came and I couldn't wait for that next episode. Oh, what's going to happen with Khaleesi and Jon Snow, you know, what's going what's to happen. So it's that same thing. Uh, it's that same, uh, we're selling that, that love and that excitement and, uh, uh, people not knowing what's going to happen next, but we're not doing that through a TV. We're doing that through your mailbox, right? So and cool. so, and, and really take the greeting card and, and channel it through and and, and uh, allow the customer to have that type of experience is is truly the, the magic behind Talinga, if that makes sense. Totally. So that's the second pillar. And then the third pillar, the last one is, is to create, um, you know, a cool platform uh, for young and aspiring artists to, to onboard themselves and to showcase their artwork to the world and, and, and uh, you know, make supplemental income uh, for doing it and to have a lot of fun uh, showcasing the artwork to the world. So I, it's so cool. I love it. And I love the clarity and the vision. Um, how did you start, though? I mean, in terms of did you have already artists in mind or like how did you go from I need artists to I have artists like that are now and kind of the whole method behind the scenes? Sure. Um, it, it was just kind of like everything that I've done so far is very trial and error and uh, I just reached out to the Rice University Art Club, University of Houston Art Clubs, and just bl- I found the president on Facebook and awesome. said, hey, look, can you blast this out? I have this little you know, image, and then let's attach some copy to it, and let's see who responds to it, right? The response has been overwhelming. The response at the time was overwhelming, and, and the amount of artists that wanted to be a part of Talinga, which is extremely shocking to me because whenever I launched, I thought that the biggest challenge would be to find the artist to, to create the artwork. Totally. And that's actually, that's actually um, one of the, it's not a challenge really at all. Like I posted uh, just recently about a month ago, uh, the illustrator artist position on Indeed. And they, within two weeks, there were 850 responses oh applicants wow. that, that wanted to be a part of Talinga, which is hard to sift through. But I'm just saying like, there is a need, right? And and totally. there is a there's a need from the artists wanting to create the artwork and to have another platform for for their work to be seen and their voice to be heard and to tell unique stories for folks. So, got the front end part. How does the back end work? So, you know, I was looking on your site. So, let's say I chose the one week story. I'm basically uploading photos and and typing my story in. And then what happens? Like, what happens behind the scenes? Yeah, behind the scenes, why plug it into some internal platforms that we use? Uh, this the position itself for the artist is completely remote and should be thought of as very Uber and Airbnb like, sure. right? They're working out of the comfort of their own home. They see it within those internal platforms. They are shipped 
the Tlinga card, the official Tlinga card stock that we work from. They're, they're shipped the envelopes. There, we we provide wax seals wow. on all of our envelopes, which is really cool. I just uh, implemented cool. that recently. Really, really, cool. really uh, happy about that. This is <laughs> how how happy can one be over wax seals? But I'm extremely Dude, happy. Nobody wax does it. Uh, That's what's cool about it. It's just it's a, it's a whole lot of fun, and then um, I do want to uh, plug in that we do also provide um, charity stamps or what's called or semi postal stamps, and um, they can for every every card that we ship out, we actually make a small uh, donation to PTSD, Alzheimer's, and uh, breast cancer research. In terms of growth or building the brand and growing the business, like you solved a lot of the back end issues and or you you know, you were experimenting with the back end issues. You were figuring out, hey, I think I have something here, people are liking it. How do you build the awareness of the business? Um, and so that you start, you know, gaining new clients, customers, et cetera. And and obviously the reviews have shown you've grown. So like what's been your method for that? Yeah, the most challenging part was early on that you're building internal process, yet you're still f- trying to find customers to kind of funnel in to test the the process that you've built. And not only that, where you have, you've hired some artists and you say, hey, we're going to start creating stories and it's going to be a whole lot of fun, but then not a lot of sales are coming in and they're thinking, oh, this company sucks. You know, I'm going to leave this. <laughs> right. This is nothing. This is not worth my time, right? So it was just, extre- it's extremely, it was so extremely hard early on to like, build the process, have the people, and then focus on the marketing to kind of funnel some people in to support uh, the people in the process, right? And um, so I knew launching Talinga that, you know, we're not creating a new electric car, you know, we're not, we're not creating a new uh, cryptocurrency, right? This is, we're sending artwork through the mail. Um, what we do is special. It, it's a whole lot of fun, but it's not the most technical of, of companies and processes and procedures, right? So I knew that launching this company would be a huge marketing play and getting it off the ground. But, you know, what you learn uh, in while getting your MBA is very high level. And by high level, you spend very little time on SEO. And that's where I have focused most of all of my efforts is on search engine optimization and search engine marketing. And I thought that it would be easy just to get on a couple dozen podcasts, <laughs> nice. to get on the TV radio. Like we've been on NPR, we've been on That's Fox awesome. and CBS. That's very cool. Yeah, it's, it was, it's a whole lot of fun because, you know, it's cool for the artists too, because they get to showcase their artwork that sometimes not, not only are they on TV with me or on the radio with me, but a lot of times that they're just in newspapers or magazines or blogs and that their artwork is, is showcased, right? So I thought that it would be, you know, I'll just get out there in a very traditional way and I'll get on, you know, these, these different outlets and, and podcasts and magazines, but I mean, it helps. Don't get me wrong. Um, uh, people listening to, to this show will, will take an interest in Talinga and want to check it out and perhaps purchase a Talinga story, but it only goes so far. Right. So totally I didn't agree. understand. Totally. Agree. I, I didn't even, I didn't even understand what SEO uh, stood for at the time. And I just dove in and just, I wanted to hire a person so badly uh, early on, but and this is where I think your listeners will will really like hearing this and what I, I struggle with this so much right now. Um, I wanted to hire a person early on that already understood SEO, SEM and delegate that to that person while I ran everything else within the business, right? But here's the deal. I don't know what good looks like and I don't know how to monitor that person that I brought on if they're doing a good job or a bad job or mediocre job because how can I tell because I haven't done it myself, right? So I had to understand SEO, SEM for me 
to then want to perhaps delegate that out now, which I'm currently thinking about it. But I spent about a year and change understanding how SEO works and all the intricacies uh, surrounding that to get to the point now where I built up a good amount of, of uh, organic traffic without running any ads. Sure. And now I'm at the point where I know kind of what good looks like um, in, in terms of me perhaps hiring someone. So it's real SEO focused, at least right now, number one. And number two, I've, I've uh, had an increasing focus on, on channel partners and trying to partner with certain businesses, whether it be an affiliate partnership or kind of a drop shipping type of partnership. I spend an ample amount of time there as well. That's awesome. Um, you, you've been in this now for a couple of years um, from idea to where we are today as we do this interview. Um, what have been two or three of the biggest lessons learned that you'd share with some of the other entrepreneurs out there or people looking to start their own thing? Like, you know, what coaching and advice would you offer to them? So co-founder, no doubt about it. Oh, um, interesting. Let's talk about that. Yes. So I don't have a, I don't have a co-founder and um, it's extremely frustrating. Uh, there's some people that work alongside of Talinga, but not a true co-founder and uh, just would have moved so much faster uh, early on. I mean, so much faster now, if there was another person that could bounce ideas off of that, that had their sole focus w was on Talinga. And I feel like launching without one, I felt like I could handle it myself. You know, how hard could it be? I don't need sure. a thinking co-founder, but um, there's, there's kind of that, that um, thing I learned while getting my MBAs to kind of that, you have to have a, a almost like a hacker, uh, a hipster, and a hustler, right? And, and <laughs> I love that. kind of the create the Three creative ages. mindset, the person, yeah, the person with the strategic mindset, right? And then the hacker is obviously the programmer, the person that can code and, and put together things from a, from a tech end. And then the hustler is kind of the salesman that's able to get out there and generate business. And I think I'm more in the hustler bucket, and I. I had some hipster for sure, but no, no hacker, no hacker. And I feel like that, that launching with that one, I've had to learn those skills myself. And it is set back to Linga so much in terms of, of acceleration because of the amount of uh, the, the steep learning curve that, that is becoming, uh, you know, learning that, that hacker life. Right. So I'd say that's number one, number two, um, I think it's really important to touch every part of your business first and dive in deep yourself and to know and understand it before you delegate. Like the example I brought up earlier with marketing, SEO, SEM, uh, like right now I'm at the point where I'm thinking about bringing someone on board full time to take care of that. And then I know how to speak to that. I know how to, how to, how to have a conversation around it and uh, what good maybe looks like and, and how to set certain KPIs to hit in the future. And, and same thing goes for accounting, finance, any other business function, core business function to touch it yourself for a certain amount of time to truly understand it and, and see kind of what your business needs and where you need to hire someone. And I, I hear, and I'm surrounded by entrepreneurship all the time. And I hear a lot of the times that these startups early on are hiring people for roles that they don't even know if they need to hire them for because they don't quite know what the business needs. Right. And so uh, I think that it's important for you to truly understand your business and, and know the industry you're in. And I feel like that there's a lot of hardship that's tied to that, but I feel like one must know that before they start to perhaps hire people to, to fill those roles and, and kind of where the weak spots are uh, within the industry and within the company to, to have people fill those uh, roles. I love that. That's some great advice. Um, 
very cool uh, business and idea. I can't wait to see it it grow. I mean, you're in like stage X Y Z on a scale of you know of, of growth from zero to ten. You're I don't even know where where you'd put it, but um, there's so much in front of you in terms of how you grow this business. Share with our audience where they can connect with you, how they can learn more, how they can try it out, etc. Sure, everyone can visit Talinga.com. That's T E. L-L-I-N-G-A.com, like telling A. And uh, they can also visit us on social media at Talinga Stories uh, and all the major uh, social media outlets. And uh, we'd love to hear from you guys. I love it. I'm going to try the one-week story. I've got an idea already around that. So that's where I'm going to dive in. Awesome. Thank you, Just Can't <laughs> wait so to cool. tell your stories. I'm looking forward to it. Hey, thanks for being on the podcast. The Contender Cast is sponsored by Henderson Shapiro Peck and powered by Contender Brands. You can download additional Contender Cast episodes directly via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartMedia, YouTube, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the Contender Cast, connect with us at contendercast.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender.